Jim's available to be downstairs. If anybody uh, wants to take their kids down there at all, he's uh, just uh, give him the nod, and he's available tonight. We're on the fourth piece. It's sending, our sending piece. Um, recall what we've been saying as we've walked through the series. Um, it's actually not been so much about the details of liturgy, but rather it's about um, what we might call the spiritual power of habit, spiritual power of habit, being restoried, um, having our hearts week by week and our gather times rehabituated um, to the gospel and to God's uh, grand story for us. Um, the liturgy, the patterns that we've been talking about are just a regular pattern that we put in place um, just to help us as tools, as aids, um, to help us enter into our gathering um, and to let him do a work in us and pull our hearts around him so we become participants here in this place. Um, the liturgy follows a path, um, and it's as we, we look at so this gathering and the word and um, around the table and then sending. And there is a, there's a definite um, order. Even in the songs tonight, you'll see it. All, all those four pieces are in there, and there's a, there's a flow to it as God pulls us in and sends us out. Um, Coming from all these other stories in our world, um, we first gather as his people, invited by our host together. We gather to let go of these false loves and to pay attention to our host and all that he is and what he has said about each of us as his people. Then we can actually, in that place, we actually can have ears to hear his word. So we're ready to submit to it and listen to it and let it penetrate um, our hearts and receive its authority over our lives. And having listened to his written word, um, then we become, we gather around the table like we did last week. And I, I put it out in the middle again because I liked that's the way we gathered the other week. And I just wanted to revisit that again. But we gather around and remember the incarnate word who gave his life for us. And we celebrate him in unity together. And then finally, at the end, we look at, um, at his invitation to follow his example to, to go out. And take the, as, as we get reshaped, we go out. It's interesting, um, the whole idea of Sabbath in the Bible is, uh, is this uh, a weekly, a, like a, a, a regular time, it's, there's Sabbath moments for a week. Um, God originally designed a day. Um, it's all about being reshaped, letting go of all of our compulsions, everything that we drive toward, all of our producing, letting God reshape us. The idea that when we go back into all the places from our world, those places get reshaped a little bit, not because we got it all together, but because we've been reshaped by the power of the Spirit. And they, our families get changed, and people around us and our places of work and our interactions get shaped because we're different, and we impact those things in a little bit. And then we come back, we get reshaped again because they impact us as well. So we come back here to be reshaped over and over and over again. We carry the kingdom everywhere with us. Um, and that's this portion that we call um, sending. I'd like to think of it in terms of like... Um, Maybe a whirlpool isn't the best example um, because whirlpools sound dangerous, and God is a little dangerous, I guess, in that sense. But you think of it as God being like this, a, a God-filled whirlpool, and he's just spinning, and we come, we get kind of pulled in from all these places we have been that we're just scattered all over the place. It was like um, the story Joel told about how we, you spin around the pool, and you go around and around and make those pools, those, uh, those circular round pools. If you go around and around, all the junk gets pulled into the middle, and then you can scoop it out easier. Um, and it's like God does that, that he, he gets this whirlpool where he's at the very center of it. 
and we're all scattered out and all sorts of stuff that goes on, good and bad, and we're disoriented and we're right on target and all those different things. And it pulls us together and circles us in and we gather and we start letting go and we start paying attention to him and we hear his word and we celebrate and there's, he brings his, his, reshapes us according to his image. And then it becomes like a, a centrifuge. I'm getting scientific here, which if I'm right, that spins things out, right? Um, so it's, he begins to go the opposite way. And as he does that in our sending, we, we're scattered out from this place, um, sent by him to make a difference. And then he pulls us back in, then he sends us out. And it's this regular rhythm that he wants to do in our lives. Christians either have a tendency sometimes just to scatter all the time and never come back together and get reshaped, and we don't, then we don't have something to speak. Um, or that's always gathered and never going out, um, and we're not designed to be that either. Um, sending is the other half of gathering. They go together, and they frame the fullness of gospel that calls us to him and then sends him out to other people. Our worship uh, doesn't end at the conclusion of the service, even though we say it's over. It doesn't. It just continues in a different context. So um, I just want to look at a couple passages tonight that um, help just get our mind a little bit around this idea that from the very beginning, God has always been about sending. He's always been about sending um, for us. So in the book of Genesis, chapters 1 and 2, you can turn there if you want. I'm just going to highlight a couple verses. Very, very beginning, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, a couple key phrases. The very first thing is, starts out that God created. God, God stepped in and, and made this place with a plan and an idea. He had something in mind. He had this, 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 uh, this, this beautiful story that uh, demonstrated to him that he, in the very beginning, um, created. And the, the, uh, in many ways, the pinnacle of that in verse 26 was that he made us, men and women, um, in his image. Um, and there was, um, there was a sending purpose to it from the very start. Um, the sending didn't happen because there was sin. The sending happened because it was part of the very nature of God to extend himself, um, and that has never changed. And so he tells him in verse 26, he says they're supposed to have dominion. That doesn't mean this dominating thing, but an oversight over all the things that God created as he puts underneath their, their hands. And he tells them to be fruitful and multiply, verse 28, and fill the earth and subdue it. It's interesting that he says subdue it before there's any sin. You kind of wonder what was going on with that. Um, not that there was terrible things going on, because I don't think that's how it was, but there was, um, there was, there was a, um, in a, almost, and I'm not sure if this is okay to say this. Um, I hope you get what I mean. There was an unfinished quality to what God had done. Everything was good, everything was very good, but there was more to do. And so he made the um, the men and women in his image, and he places them there, and he says, now continue what I started. Continue what I started. I really believe that the garden was a localized place, and their job as they multiplied was to see the garden cultivated so it starts spreading over the earth. It wasn't just some little spot, but the garden began to cover the earth. Um, and so they were, God begins this great thing, and he forms this thing, and he puts them in there, and from the very beginning, their role was to extend his work. As God was created, a creator God, they were to be creative people. As, as, as he had, had new ideas, they would have new ideas. As God worked and tilled and, and shaped and formed, they were to work and till and shape and form until things spread. That was what it was about. Both in their creative work of their hands and then even the multiplication of people giving glory to God, they were to spread and to fill um, the earth. So from the very beginning, it was always meant to move out. Chapter 2, verse 5. 
It says there was no man after he first worked it. It says there's no man to work the ground. Again, that, that speaks to the fact that God did something, but there was more to do. It wasn't supposed to be just left like that. And so he creates, creates them and puts them in the garden. Verse 15, he says, chapter 2, he says he put them in the garden to work it and to keep it. And then he says, and that was very good. That's how it's supposed to be. So from the very, very start, as people reflecting God's image, we're to be people that extended his work in all different ways. And so he's made us all unique because we all extend the kingdom in very, very unique and different ways as we apply the things that he shaped us for. Um, All sorts of different ways. It's as innumerable as there are people. So God creates us in his image, and we're created for relationship, and we're given purpose. Um, And Adam and Eve, as reflected his image, they were commissioned to continue his work, sent into the garden to create, to fill, and to carry on the work that God had begun. It's almost like they're placed in a sanctuary in many, many ways, and they were supposed to let that sanctuary expand and fill a place of God's presence. And they, as his image bearers, were to inhabit it. They were to shape it. They were to impact it with their presence and their gifts and their work. It almost sounds not right, going, this is a place where God's presence fills. Isn't that enough? And yet God says, I'm going to make these people in my image, and I want them to inhabit it, to impact it, to put their stamp on it. And it's part of what God designed for them to do. They were to cultivate all the good things that God had initiated. As we know, the, uh, they decide to cultivate their own lives rather than what God had done. And so there's, um, there's this brokenness that enters in, um, and things begin get corrupted and come apart. And they're, they're sent out into this barren place that doesn't have the same marks upon it again. They tried to... They failed living according to the kingdom, and all creation suffers and groans because of it. And false stories about what life is about begins, begin to abound, and the image is not gone, but the image is marred, and it gets hidden and clouded. The story of, uh, of the scriptures are, are God's entire working through all the promises and everything that he moves towards Jesus, and it's what we celebrate around the table where Jesus comes, and God himself keeps the covenant. God himself fulfills everything in order to bring atonement and to bring rescue for the very purpose of restoring us back to that first calling that we were given in the very, very beginning. Not to change everything, but to restore us back um, once again. So he brings atonement. He redeems us. Second Corinthians 5.17, Mike just read it, and we'll look at it again, but... We're, we're new creatures. It's, it uses the, the whole um, the Genesis wording of, of creating again. We're recreated to be as people, and then we're given that commission again. We're newly shaped and created people of God, and what are we supposed to be about? The original commissioning again. God's commissioning for what we're called to do doesn't change. It's just the place we're going has changed a bit and needs it even more. So what's the commissioning here? What's happening here at the present time? Well, it's a repeat, as I said, of the same commissioning. God's mission for the world, for his creation, has not changed, nor has his mandate. And we get that in a couple of passages. Actually, it's all over the place, but let me just highlight two. First one is Ephesians 2.10. It says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are created as his workmanship, just like Adam and Eve were, for what? to carry out the works that he first gave to us. It hasn't changed. Um, I know I, we've talked about this before. I grew up in a place where we got changed so that 
we could just try not to sin anymore until we get to heaven, and it's done. And that's, that loses sight of the fact that God had a good idea in the beginning, and it was that he created people to bear his image in the world and to shape it and to, and to be creators in that place, um, to reflect him in that place. So this place, um, his, his, his cultivating work of, the, of what he originally planned of him, his image in the world is supposed to continue on. So he, re, he restores us, makes us new creatures to restore that commission to us again so we can actually carry it out again because before we couldn't do it anymore. As Adam and Eve were, so we are his creation, made anew and commissioned. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Pastor Mike read it, verses 17 through 20. Um, it's interesting, he, like I said, ties back to the creation. If anyone was in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and it's a new start, a new beginning, a new creative process. And what is that all about? Well, it ties, goes right back. It says, it's all this comes from God. In other words, he initiates the work afresh. We're, we're cast off, we're aside, we're, we're, uh, we're creating kingdoms of our own. We come to restoration, redemption, and God initiates that process again. He brings us in, he remakes us, and he says, I've got something for you again. I've got a, a calling again to you, which is why it says here, all this was from God, who through Christ, verse 18, reconciled us to himself, for what purpose? He says he gives us a ministry, a calling, a commission of reconciliation. A commission or a ministry um, of reconciliation. He initiates the work by reconciling us to himself through Jesus, and he commissions us to his work by carrying out the work he did. Interesting, isn't that interesting? God creates in the garden. He, he makes a garden. He begins to cultivate it. He brings us in, puts us in there, says continue that work. So then it's, it gets, it's in disorder. And so then Jesus comes along again. He comes to this place, the incarnate Jesus. What does he do? He makes new creatures out of us. And he says, now I want you to continue that work. I reconciled you. Now I want you to be people who go out and carry on that same work of reconciliation. It says that is, in Christ God, verse 19, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, which is, we're going to look at that next week, actually. That's part of our role as well. And he entrusts to us the ministry of reconciliation. Um, from the youngest believer to the oldest believer, we've all been entrusted with the same commissioning to be reconcilers um, through Christ for the world. It is God doing his ongoing work through us. It's, it says he actually makes his appeal um, through us. Just like with Adam and Eve, he says, do the work I started. I've equipped you for it. Take joy in it and do it. And then he comes along to us and changes us and makes us new. And he says, I, I created the way. Now be reconcilers of the world. Do the work I started. Carry it out and continue it for me. The question comes up, so where do we go and do that work? Adam and Eve were supposed to do it in the garden. That was an easier start, wasn't it? Um, the scriptures tell us that someday when the kingdom is fully here, the grounds could produce again like it used to. And, and the work we do is just met by um, flourishing. But today we go to do the work, and it's not like the garden anymore. It's a different kind of place. But the work is the same. We do it every single place we go. And what are we supposed to do? Reflect his image. That's it. We reflect his image. Um, he doesn't give us a list of things. Um, 
Cameron's mentioned to me a reminder of Psalm 4 where it says, um, who will show us any good? That's us. That's us. So we come here and we get reshaped, um, not fully, so some of the stuff we show isn't all so great, right? But, but little by little, we reflect his image more and more as we go out. And it's in all the places we go, and it's through all the things that we're called to do, which is a myriad of things. Um, it's not so much keeping all the right things. It's just being the people of God in all the places he puts us. And what that looks like each day is going to be different for each of us in each moment as we go out from this place. We're given the same work as in the beginning, uh, but we're now, um, the sanctuary is where his presence dwells. interesting, the sanctuary is on the garden, but when we do go out where it's not a garden, there is a sanctuary, and it's here. As we look at that little diagram of the kingdom, we did that back in Matthew. When we go out, we take the kingdom everywhere we go, and every place we touch, every person we touch, every conversation we have, every place where our presence is, the Holy Spirit is presence because we carry the sanctuary of God actually with us today. And he says, take that presence, take that sanctuary everywhere you go. At the end of our service, descending is a reminder that it is just a replay of God's original commissioning. When we, when we do our benediction or we um, we don't say, y'all come back now and just kind of end the service and go, I'm glad you're here, come back again. It's, it's, a, it's a sending out. The Lord sends us, and it's a, really a recommissioning of what God commissioned the people in the very beginning to do, to be my recreators in the world, carry my image, because it's going to make a difference in this place. To go as image bearers, to go as the people God meant us originally to be, and we go out as cultivators of our worlds and the ins and outs of, of doing everything we do. We invite others to be restored to the one true story. Our very presence and loving like him helps carry on God's creating work. So we go out as, as cultivators in a world, just as they were in the beginning. We go out to make a difference. Um, we go out reflecting the way God originally meant for us to be. And we, we, we show what it looks like for God to be actually at work in us um, as he reshapes us. We should just never leave. Um, we never just leave our gathered service. Rather, we spin out in the presence of God into all the varied places in our world as people now restored to the one true story. And our very presence um, takes that work with us. Interesting, Luke 24, verse 51. Remember, we looked at that story a little while ago, and as they gather... And um, they remember who he is, and he speaks his word to them, and they break the bread. The final thing is they go out. It says they return to Jerusalem, and then we come into the book of Acts right away. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, um, and it says they, they go out. He says, be my ministers, be my witnesses. Um, Matthew 28, we're to go out and make, be disciple makers. Um, Acts 2, um, it's a curious passage. We've looked at it a few times. It says they gathered for teaching and for breaking of bread, and for prayer, and all these different things. And at the very end of it, it says, and people were being added to their number day by day. So what happened in between? What's happened between the gathering together and all this stuff, and then people are just getting added? I mean, I don't think they had, like, some great thing that just people rushed to their services. I mean, they're in little places. As a matter of fact, we discover later on that people were actually keeping their distance from the services because stuff was happening there that was kind of scary. But it says they were being added to their number. What was going on? All they did is they went out. They just were going out. They're coming together. They're being reshaped. 
And then they went out to other worlds, and they're making tents, and they're fishing, and they're in the synagogue, and they're interacting with people. And the image of God was, was being cultivated on the world through those people. And it was, people were being added to their number day by day, day by day, day by day, to the normal things of life. There wasn't anything else really going on there. Two quotes, um, one from Mark Cosper and then from James Smith that kind of, I think, pull this together. Um, and then what we're going to do is after these, I'm going to um, introduce our table time. And then we're going to come back after our table time to a little conclusion, kind of trying to put some feet to um, this whole idea of being sent. But Mark Cosper says this, Worship like creation ends as it began with God's blessing. When we were called, we were blessed. Now as we're sent, we're also blessed. We're not sent out as orphans, nor are we sent out to prove ourselves. The blessing speaks of affirmation and conferral, that we go empowered for this mission, graced recipients of good gifts, filled with the Spirit, our imaginations fueled by the Word, in order to go out and imagine the world otherwise. And in so doing, God begins to do that shape. And then this one's from James Smith. He says, Worship ends with sending. We're gathered by the grace of our recreating God in order to become the image bearers he created us to be precisely for this very purpose so we can be sent into his world as ambassadors of reconciliation. The God who is love reorders our loves, bending our deepest desires back towards himself so that we might rightly love our neighbors um, for God's sake. As a matter of fact, next week we're going to talk about what does it mean to love our enemies in the context of the world that we live in today? What does that look like um, in all different places? And that's what we're called um, to be people to doing. So, so he gathers us together. He restories us around his word. We celebrate the wonder that I've been, I'm being restored to what I was originally made. And then he says, and I'm going to have you go back out and be, be creators in my world. Um, go back out and do the work I originally gave you to do um, in the normal course of our life. And the kingdom expands, the kingdom grows, little by little, place by place, um, through the power of his work. Cameron, if the, the worship team can come up. Before us, uh, a little practical application, um, we want to gather around the table. Um, it is impossible for us to... Um, do that cultivating, reconciling the work unless we've been reconciled, which is a celebration we remember every single week that he took the initiative and did that in us. We're going to gather around the table um, that made us new, the reminder of how we were made new, becoming new creatures. And all that happened because Jesus himself, God did what he's calling us to do. God sent, Jesus says. He sent him at the right time to die for the ungodly. And as Jesus was sent, he is the first mediator of reconciliation by his sacrifice on his cross. And every one of us can gather around that table that know him and can equally celebrate that good gift. So as we sing, as we celebrate, um, we'll gather around um, and then we'll kind of put some feet to our sending. Hear from God's word. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he's betrayed, he took bread. And when he had, had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. 
Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Where we offer up the bread and the cup to you tonight, um, a reminder that um, the first sending happened when the Father sent the Son here um, to dwell among us, to give his life, to live among us, to be with us, um, and to rescue and redeem us in order that we could once again um, reflect the image of God to this world. So, Lord, we give you thanks for it. And as we as a body gather on their table, may you be honored. May we be able to raise up your name and declare hallelujah for the good things you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. He gave his life and came, was sent here in order to restore us as um, beautiful image bearers of God in our world. We're created and commissioned to carry on the work of cultivating what he started by sharing by speaking, creating, by loving, demonstrating lives that are connected to the one story. Um, and that, that commissioning is often associated with some fears. We're not really sure what that looks like. Some of the places are difficult. We have expectations. We maybe we put ourselves at what that's supposed to be. And he just says, go with me. Just go with me. Go with me. Go everywhere. Go into all the spaces you find yourself and just live. And my kingdom that is in you because of the spirit that's in you will shape um, your world.